right. Hello, hello. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's a Monday, November what? 16th, 2020. Yeah. Welcome to Alternative Healthcare Career Group Show um, on a Monday, 8.30 Central. This is your host, Bert Devera, and you are live at the Home Health Contract Show. All right. So we have a great topic tonight, guys. I've been asked so many times, Bert, how do you hire people? Okay. What do you look for? And how do you, how do you fire people? Okay. So if you are someone who's getting into any rehab business and at some point, um, I'm getting my props here. I'm going to explain to you in a little bit. Why do I have this basketball? All right. I'm going to explain to you in a little bit. So if you are getting into any kind of rehab business, where eventually you're going to hire people or you're, you're about to hire people right now and you want to add more people in your team, then you need to know at least how do other business people hire and fire people, okay? So for tonight, I'm going to share with you guys how do I do that, okay? So I have about more than 100 therapists here in Texas. They're all PRN, OT, PT, PTA, CODA, SLP, all over from Dallas to El Paso, um, Corpus Christi, San Antonio, down to Brownsville. And, um, you know, I have a process in hiring people and I also have a process in firing people, which is a tough one. But we're going to talk about that later because, see, it's important that as the CEO of your business, as the owner of your business, you ought to know how to do these things, okay? Because if you're just winging it, and you don't have a process. And I've been there. I I made that mistake. I used to wing it. I used to, ah, whatever. I'm, let me just talk to this guy. But I realize you cannot do that if you want to treat your business seriously. You have to have a process. Okay? Just like when we do our evals. You have a process on how you do your eval. You, you just don't wing it. All right? So that's going to be our topic for tonight. But before we talk about hiring and firing... I want to change things up tonight. I'm going to go ahead and start sharing with you guys a case study. So here at the Home Health Contract Show, we do a case study. We show you how we make money. We show you where is the profit? Where is the money in this business? So tonight, I've prepared three case studies. So three referrals that we got. I can't show you all of them because we don't have enough time, but I will at least show you three and show you how much money we made on each referral and how can you make the money yourself should you do it, all right? So we're going to pull the, the calculator. We're going to pull some calendars. And um, if you are joining us tonight, good evening, Marla from uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us tonight, Marla. So if you guys are joining us tonight, say hi at the comment section, whether you're in YouTube or even if you're here at the Facebook uh, group, Alternative Healthcare Career Group. So I'm going to go ahead and start and show you how we make money here in the home health contract business model. I'm going to share my screen here real quick. Share screen. And oops, let me open the first referral. Um, there we go. So I'm going to open that. Share screen and see where that is. So hold on, guys. You're going to love this. 
you're gonna love where this referral is. Um, cancel that. Okay, so I'm gonna show you guys how much money we made on this referral. Um, and then you can do your calculator, you can do your, um, if, if you want, if you have a pad and a pen, this is the time to do it, okay? Okay, application window, there we go. Okay, so here we go. All right, can you see my screen? Can you see my screen, guys? Yes? Okay, so let's make this screen uh, bigger. Yes, uh, Jennifer is helping us out. Okay, so in this screen, you have the calendar, okay? These are the PT visits plotted. This is the episode on the top left. And if we can make it bigger, I will try to make it bigger some more. Or if you can control it on your end, Jennifer, that would be great. All right. So in this screen, you have PT visits within the certification period of 11.9 to 1.7.21. This is the 60-day episode, okay? This frequency is for one week one to week three. What does that mean? One time a week for the first week, which is the evaluation, and then two times a week for the next three weeks. So the letter P right here stands for physical therapy. So you have PT here on a Tuesday, PT again on a Thursday. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Here, one week, one, two week, three, you have a total of seven visits. Okay, now what are these numbers up here? Okay, $200 is your passive income. Okay, this is your profit from the PTAs that are doing the visits in between. Where did that come from? The first visit right here is the eval. The last visit is for discharge, scheduled discharge. This five visits, one, two, three, four, five. The profit here is $40 per visit whenever the PTA sees the patient. So five visits times $40, we made $200 profit. Now, what is this 180? 180 is a $90 on the uh, eval and then $90 on the discharge. So for this one referral, you have $200 plus 180. This referral alone brings in $380. Here's the good news. Should you decide not to see the patient, let's say you're, you're an OT or you're an SLP and obviously you can't do the eval or the discharge, you hired a PT to do the eval and discharge, you still keep the profit of $200. You pay the PT 180, okay? So $200 for one referral, and if you're an OT or an SLP, that means you did not do anything. It's purely passive. You basically accepted the referral, gave the referral to your PRN PT, and your PRN PTA did the visits, $200. If you're making $50 a visit, I mean $50 an hour in a sniff or outpatient or hospital, you have to work half a day, four hours to make $200. Can you see that? Whereas with this, you're making it as a profit.
Okay. And if you have 10 of these referrals, which is easy in a month, okay, you have 10 of these at $200 profit a piece, that's $2,000 a month. What can you do with $2,000 a month? A lot. You can pay down your student loans. You can pay your mortgage. You can pay your car. You can pay your credit cards, buy your groceries, whatever you want to do. So again, I, I shared with you guys in my past few episodes, profit is always better than wages. You're going into business because you want to make a profit. Okay. So remember this $200. All right. Now I'm going to share with you another referral. Let's pull up. Uh, let's see. I'm going to close this. And I am going to pull this up. Okay. So here we go. Second referral I'm going to share with you is this. And Jennifer, if we can go full screen again on this one, that would be great. Okay. So let's let me know if we're in full screen. Okay, thank you. So here, as you can see, this is another patient. The date is 11-4 to uh, 1-21. This is the episode, okay? The frequency here is two times a week for four weeks. So there's a total of eight visits. So that P right there is PT. That P is PT. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's why the frequency is two times a week for four weeks. So that's eight visits. The six visits in between goes to the PTA again. All right. So six visits times $40 profit, you have $240. $180, if you're a PT and you do the eval, you're the owner of the company and you decide to see the patient and you discharge the patient. On one referral, you're going to make 420 bucks. How much time are you going to spend on this patient if you're the PT? 30 minutes eval, 30 minutes discharge for a total of one hour. One hour worth of work, and you're making 420 Who makes $420 an hour as a physical therapist? You tell me. No one. No one makes that. But if you have this business model, you can make that. And again, should you decide not to do the eval and not to do the discharge because you want to have a date with your wife, with your girlfriend or whatever, your boyfriend, your husband, you can delegate the eval and the discharge and still keep the profit of $240. Remember the profit on the first referral I showed you, $200. On this referral, your profit is $240. So you're already at $440 profit. Second referral, right? Now, check this out. You see this O right here? One, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven. Yeah. O stands for occupational therapy. Okay. There's an order for OT. If you're not an OT, you outsource OT eval, you outsource OT discharge. The visits in between goes to Dakota. One, two, three, four, five visits to Dakota. Okay. And if your contract, like this one, our contract is $90, we pay Dakota 50 bucks, you make 40 bucks profit. Five times $40, you make another $200 profit from Dakota. And Dakota is happy because you provided a job. It bridges the gap 
when their census is low at the nursing home, when they're being sent home because they don't have enough patients. You see what I'm saying? You're not just doing this to make money for yourself. You are providing jobs to our colleagues who are getting furloughed, getting laid off. You are solving a problem. You get that? All right. So if you get $200 profit from the quota, add it to the 240. Now on this one referral, you're going to make 440 bucks. You see what I'm saying? Profit, guys. Profit is the ultimate test if you have a business. If you don't make a profit, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. If you're exchanging your time for money, that's not a business. That's being self-employed. I will keep hammering that until you get it, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the truth. If you want to do that, if you want to exchange your time for money, that's up to you, to each his own. But if you want to make money by having profit as opposed to trading your time, then you got to do something about it, right? All right. So that's the second referral. Okay. Let me exit here, and I will show you the last referral. Let me see here. Let me just exit that. The last referral. Okay. Here we go. I hope you're taking down notes. Because very seldom a business owner will share the numbers. Very seldom you see other business owners showing how they make money. They usually they hold it back. I don't hold it back. I'm showing it to you guys. So hopefully this will inspire you. Okay, here's the third and last referral I'm going to share with you tonight. This calendar shows one week one, two week four, okay? One week one, meaning we did the eval on the first week, and then we did two times a week for four weeks after that. This is an episode up to January 10th, 2021, okay? I'm going to close this out and take you to the second page of the calendar because this is cut off. And it'll show the number. Remember this. Write this down. One week one, two week four is the total of how many visits? Nine visits. Okay? One for the first week, two times a week for the next four weeks. So I'm going to X this out. And then I'm going to share with you the next one. Share screen. And here we go. All right. So this is the fourth week of that one week one, two week four, okay? So one week one, two week four, nine visits. There's seven visits that goes to the PTA. We make $40 per PTA visit. Seven times, um, seven visits times 40 is $280, okay? So we made $280 profit on this. And again, if you're a PT, you make the extra 180. If you do the eval and discharge, you'll make $460, for one hour worth of work, 30 minutes of eval, 30 minutes of discharge, 460, just like that in one referral. If you're an OT or you're an SLP, you outsource the eval and discharge. So you, you give this 180, you use this 180 to pay your therapist. You make the 280 profit, okay? Remember how much profit we did on the first two? 200 and 240 plus 280, okay? That's just three referrals. Let's do the math now. I'm going to pull up a calculator. Okay. Let's pull up the calculator here. Share. 
and application and boom. All right, Jennifer, if we can do a full screen calculator, that'd be great. I think we are good to go. All right, let me see where that is. Okay, so let me clear this. So remember, we made $200 on the first referral plus $240 on the second referral plus $280 on the third referral. That's pure profit. That's without you doing the eval and discharge if you're a PT. Let's say you're an OT or an SLP, or even if you're not a therapist and you just want to be a business owner, this is the profit you're going to make on the three referrals I just showed you, 720 profit. Again, if you're making 50 bucks an hour working somewhere, you divide this by 50, that means you have to work 14.4 hours to make that money, to make that 720. Would you rather work 14 hours to make 720 or earn that as a profit? Obviously, that's a rhetorical question, right? Who wouldn't want to make a profit? Guys, this is real. This is how you do business. You have to make a profit. And with those three referrals, do you know how many colleagues we've provided jobs for? At least three therapists. First referral goes to one PTA. Second referral goes to another PTA. Third referral goes to another PTA. And one of those referrals, you have a quota that will make money because we decided to do business and we decided to give them a job. Okay. Not everybody is designed to do business. That's why we have people that just want to work. And that's totally okay. But if you're someone who's tired of working for someone and you just, you're just tired of clocking in, clocking out, or you've been a therapist for a while, you've been looking for an exit strategy, this is something you might have to consider. Because with this, again, as I express, I mean, I explained last week, you don't need the 60 to 90 day credentialing. You can hire a licensed therapist from day one. You can scale as much as you can, and you don't build Medicare at all. You build the agency directly. Okay. Profit is better than wages. Okay. So we have 10 minutes before our short break, and then I will discuss after the break hiring and firing. This is your chance to ask me any questions regarding those three referrals. If you guys have any questions, let me know and I will answer them. I'll be happy to answer them. One of the questions uh, I'm commonly asked is, hey, Bert, do you, do you get $90 all the time per visit? No. Some contracts are as low as $75 flat rate. It so happened we have a contract that pays $90, which is very good because if we pay a PTA $45, that means we also make $45. Now, if I pay a PTA $50 outside of the city limits, 90 minus 50, then I make 40. It's still not bad, okay? Again, I'm providing a job for a colleague and then I'm making a profit. I think that's that's brilliant, isn't it? So what other questions do I get? So at $75, these are the other questions I get. How much do you make? At $75, if you pay a PTA or a quota, 45, 75 minus 45, you make 30, okay? 
At 10 visits, $30 per, per visit profit, that's $300. If you have you know, enough referrals, you can make as much as $3,000 a month extra income just because you can accept home health referrals. Guys, it's all about positioning. Okay, If you ask me, why in the heck will I consider home health contracting? My answer to you is why not? Okay. If you don't like to do home health, if you don't like to, you know, do all these things, you can always outsource it. Okay. When you position yourself to be able to accept a referral, then that's money on the table. And that's what I do. I teach you, being my colleague, how do you position yourself? How do you start your own company? Okay. It's like catching this ball. Okay. How do you catch this ball? When you're playing basketball and you're open, you're in a position to catch the ball. If you're not open, you can't catch the ball, right? Same thing. You just got to open a business, okay? If you're tired of trading your time for money, you got to open a business, okay? If you don't open a business, it's not going to happen. You're going to continue to trade your time for money. And again, nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. If that's not what you want to do, you got to do something else different. Okay. All right. What other questions do I get? Um, okay, Bert. So what happens when the therapist has to go out of town and obviously they want more money? Okay. They want to get paid for their gas and all that. Everything is negotiable. Okay. So in this example, like I said, I have therapists that go out of town. I pay I pay them a little bit extra. I pay them about $45 in town, $50 out of town. And sometimes I go as high as $55. Even if I just make a little bit, that's okay. Always strike a fair deal. Always ask yourself, okay, if I'm the therapist that's going to go outside and see this patient and I'm going to get paid this amount, will I do it? If the answer is yes, then, hey, you have a fair deal. If your answer is no, um, you got to change your offer, okay? Now, you will come across therapists that that uh, always look to the last penny. Like they will complain, hey, this agency pays $5 more, that contractor pays $10 more and stuff like that. I don't hire those therapists, okay? If you have a therapist that always compares pricing they're getting five dollars here ten dollars here more and all that that's a nightmare okay because you have a therapist that will always find something better than your rate or lower than your rate whatever okay you will always find better burgers than mcdonald's you always find better burgers than jack in the box and all of that but why do you keep coming back to the same burger that you like why are you loyal to the same burger that you like because you just like that burger okay same thing with business, okay? I want to work with therapists that want to work with me. If the therapist basis is pricing every single time, I won't hire the therapist. I'm going in advance here. I'm telling you how I hire and fire people, okay? But but I'm going in advance here. I'm already telling you one of those is the criteria. People want to work with you because, number one, your rate is fair, Right? If it's just $5 here and there, 
I think that's still fair. Now, if you got someone that tells you, hey, you got to pay more $5 because contractor B is paying $5 more, contractor C is paying $5 more, I'm like, sayonara, okay? You can pull that card on me, okay? You agreed on this rate when I hired you, and now you're pulling that card, off you go. Gone. All right? So we're going to go into a short break. And after the break, I'm going to dive deep into how I hire and how I fire people. All right, guys. So we're going to go into a short break right now. We'll see you in a bit. HelloNote is a truly therapist-friendly practice management solution with integrated EMR that will enhance workflow, efficiency, and patient care. HelloNote reduces error and allows you to spend more time with your patients. It comes integrated with billing. Claims are generated once a note is completed. You can bill with one click and a patient portal, which streamlines the patient intake process. Beautifully engineered and cloud-based for easy accessibility, the software works on all platforms. You can access patient records from anywhere. We also offer 24-7 support. HelloNote is the practice management solution that you're looking for. HelloNote. Okay, so we are back, guys, and for this part of the show, hiring and firing, I will use this basketball as a metaphor because hiring and firing is much like building your basketball team, okay? How do you build your team, okay? You want the right people. You want the right players in your team, okay? And we're going to dive deeper into that. And the reason you want the right people in your team is because it only takes one bad player with a bad attitude who's not a team player to mess up your team. It's the same as the saying, it only takes one rotten tomato or rotten apple to mess up all the good ones, okay? So it's key when you're building your team, it's important that you have the right people in the bus, you have the right people in your team. All right. So now is the right time to, again, bring out your notes, grab your pens, and this will serve you down the road. At least you pick something on how I do it. There are different ways on how other people do it, but I'm telling you tonight, this is how I do it. Okay. How do I hire people? Point number one, get the basic checks out of the way. Okay. What do I mean by basic checks? You better check their license, okay? Go to the website, look at their license. You might be hiring someone who's pretending to be a therapist and they're not, all right? Check their license. At the same time, see if there's any disciplinary actions online, okay? It should be a public record. When you see someone's license online, it will show if they've had a disciplinary action, whether they were suspended for whatever, okay? And you better research further. What was their violation? Okay. If, if you have some candidate whose violation is fraud or falsification of documents, would you hire that person? I'm, I won't. I don't think so. Okay. That's a no-no. Okay. If you have someone that you're hiring and the disciplinary action is about um, messing with the patients, Okay, or having an appropriate relationship with the patient. Would you hire that person? Hell no. I'm not going to do that. 
All right. So you better deep dive. Do not neglect that part. You have to go into that. Okay. All right. The other thing that you have to make sure is check references. Okay. You have to check references. Do not avoid that. You have to have at least three references from your candidate. And you got to call these references and ask, is this a good therapist? Are they a good hire? Do not neglect that. Okay. Okay, so now the most common, uh, one of the most common questions I get is, hey, Bert, um, when do I do the background check and the drug tests? When do I do that? Okay. You only do the background check and the drug tests when you are sure that you're going to hire this person. Actually, yeah, do the background check first. And then the drug tests after they're hired, okay? Because um, if you don't do those two things and you hire someone out of face value, oh, she looks nice, he looks nice, he looks... You can't hire someone out of face value, guys. How many companies have been duped by someone who looks nice, who looks awesome, and they come to find out they're addicted to opioids, okay? They're stealing patients' medications. That's a huge, huge no-no. That's a huge mistake. Do not take anyone out of their face value. Please, don't do that, okay? Point number three, okay? So point number one, get the basic checks out. Um, let me just recap, check their license, see if there's any disciplinary actions, check the references, okay? Point number two, Background check and drug tests, okay? Now, when you do a background check and drug test, it's very important that you have the consent forms. These are forms I give to my mentees, the ones that, the ones that I mentor in my program. If you don't have these forms signed by your candidate and you do a background check, you're going to be in trouble. You cannot do a background check on someone unless you have a signed consent form. Same with drug tests. You cannot ask someone to undergo drug tests unless they have a, a signed drug test consent form, okay? And there's steps that you have to do as the business owner, as the owner of the company, how to set up the drug test and how to get that result to you as the employer or as the hiring party. And I teach that in my program, all right? Okay, point number three, guys, very important. Write this down. Talk to the person. Talk to your potential hire. You got to talk to them and get a feel of their personality. Okay? I don't hire anyone just through email. I got to see their face. I have to hear their voice. I have to see their body language. Now, I know we're in COVID times right now. If you don't want to do face-to-face, -face, do a freaking FaceTime. Okay, you have your iPhone or even if you have your Android, use an app, Skype, Zoom, whatever. Okay, you have to talk to that person face to face, either video or something, get a feel of how they are, how they carry themselves, how they talk to you. Okay, there's no substitute into feeling someone and getting that person's vibe. There's no substitute to that. You have to do that. All right? 
That's very, very important. Talk to the person and get a feel of their personality. Okay, so moving on, point number four. Okay, point number four. This is what I do. I would give them a situation and ask questions, okay, and see how they would handle the situation. For example, okay, you are the patient's home, the patient coded. What are you going to do? Or you're at a patient's home, and all of a sudden you see the patient's face drooping and having slurred speech. What are you going to do? Okay? Stuff like that. And see how they handle that. Okay? The other thing is, all right, you have a difficult patient. Okay? Patient does does not treat you professionally or, or properly. Patient is inappropriate. What are you going to do? Or you're dealing with a difficult coworker, okay? What are you going to do when you have a coworker that's, for example, just not communicating, condescending, very unprofessional? What are you going to do about it, okay? So these are the situations that comes up whenever I mentor someone, whenever I I teach someone how to run their, their business. They would call me. They would text me. Hey, Bert, I'm running into this issue. Can we talk? Can we discuss it? Of course. I'm your coach. I'm your mentor. That's what I do. I talk to you and we figure it out. Okay? So things like that. Again, give him a situation. See how they're going to handle it. All right. Point number five. Write this down. This is the ultimate test. When I hire someone. Okay? This is the ultimate test. Ultimately, I'm going to ask this question. Do I like the person? Okay? Do I like the person? If I don't like the person, why the heck will I hire this person? I won't. Okay? Why would you hire someone you don't like? If there's something you can't put your finger on and your vibe tells you, "Eh, I don't know, I, I don't like this person. Okay? Don't hire that person. Why in the world are you going to pay someone you don't want? Why are you going to give a job to someone you don't like? That's a no-no. Okay? Do not do that because you're going to have a hard time letting go of that person, which we're going to have, we're going to discuss in a little bit, firing people. Okay? That's the ultimate test. Do you like the person? Boom. Before you do the first four I mean, after you do the four, the first four tests, okay? Let's recap, guys. If you haven't written it, um, I don't know, if, Jennifer, if you can write it on the uh, screen. Point number one, get, uh, get the basic checks out of the way. Check their license and check their references, okay? That's point number one, okay? Point number two, background check and drug tests, Okay, that's point number two. And then point number three, you talk to the person, either FaceTime or face-to-face, get a feel for that person. Okay, so talk to the person and get a feel of their personality. That's point number three. Sorry, Jennifer, I should have given you this ahead of time. My bad. (laughs) So, all right. Point number four, okay, Give them a situation and see how they're going to react 
or how they're going to handle it. Okay? That's point number four. All right. And lastly, point number five, ultimately, I think Jennifer already put that earlier. Do you like the person? Do I like the person? All right. There you have it. So those are my five steps in hiring someone. Okay. Before I go into firing, do we have any questions? Any questions, guys? If you are joining us tonight live here at the Alternative Healthcare Career Group, say hi. If you're going to watch the replay, you know, feel free to reach out to me. And if you want to know how a home health contract business works, um, my uh, friend Jennifer here will post where to get the free videos. You can get it at rehabpreneur.com forward slash Mike Chua. It'll show you how this home health contract business works, okay? It will show you how do we position ourselves to get these referrals and make those profit that I showed you in the first part of the show. These are free videos, guys. Take advantage of it. Rehabpreneur.com forward slash Mike Chua. And if you're uh, joining us tonight and you're watching on our YouTube channel live, feel free to reach out to me. You can also text me directly and Jennifer will write down my number there. There, there it is. You can text me if you have further questions. If you're watching this on the replay, text me at 972-649-9909, and I will personally, again, personally answer your text, okay? I'm a PT. I'm a colleague like you. I will talk to you. I will answer your questions, 972-649-9909. All right. So uh, we're going to go ahead and continue. Next is a delicate topic, firing, okay? Um Jennifer, you might want to type it on the screen. How do you fire someone? Okay. Or at least how, how do I fire someone? Okay. It's, uh, there you go. How do you fire someone? It's the toughest thing to do, right? It's like, you know, uh, in a basketball team, again, going back to basketball, how do you let go of a player you don't like? Uh, like the player is just not contributing. The player is not a team player. You just want to kick this player out. And guess what? It happens all the time. It happens in NBA. It happens in NFL. It happens in soccer, whatever team sports there is. If a player doesn't fit in, they let this player go. Firing and hiring, guys, they happen left and right. They happen all the time. It, it's not just in our industry, obviously. No matter where you work, at some point in your life, you got hired, right? If you're working and... Unfortunately, at some point in your life, if you got fired, you know, I've been fired. I'm okay with that, you know, then you know what I'm talking about, okay? So now that you're a business owner or if you plan to be a business owner, how in the heck are you going to fire someone? It's really tough to do that, right? So we're going to talk about it. It's the toughest thing to do, right? It gives you the jitters, give, gives you the butterflies of, oh, crap, how am I going to talk to this someone? Do I start with, hey, we need to talk, okay? Or do you use the famous, uh, it's not me? I mean, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> that, that's usually on relationships, right? Like, uh, you know, we have to part ways. It's not, it's not you, it's me. I don't think that'll work, right? So, but here's, here's the thing. I used to have a hard time firing people, of firing staff, okay? Because I felt like, oh, gosh, I'm going to make this person not earn money, 
or I'm going to make this person lose their job and they have bills to pay, they have student loans to pay, and now I have to let them go, okay? You feel for the person. You feel like you empathize with the person, right? You, you feel like if you do that, that you might cause a lot of harm. That's why it's tough to fire someone sometimes, right? But guess what? I overcame, I overcame that feeling when my coach told me this. Write this down. This is the time to write it. My coach told me this. Yes, I had a coach. I, have, I had a business coach and I still have a business coach because everybody needs a coach. Okay, you got to have someone that will look outside your perspective and tell you, you know, this is what you need to do to move forward and grow. But besides that, going back to this topic, my coach told me, hey, Bert, you're not firing people. Write this down. You're not firing people. People fire themselves. And I was like, what do you mean I'm not firing people? What do you mean people fire themselves? Okay. And then my coach told me, check this out. If a person really loves their job, if a person really cares for what they're doing, they will not give you a reason to let him go. Okay? If they care for their jobs, you might want to write this down, um, Jennifer, on the screen. If a person cares for their job, they will not give you a reason to let him go. Okay. Now, if they gave you a reason to let him go, that means they don't they don't care enough. They just fired themselves. And I was like, I didn't see it that way. I'm like, wow, that's true. Because when I used to be an employee, I want everything done, like my paperwork done. I want my patients happy. I want to make sure my employer is happy so I don't get fired. Right. As a matter of fact, when I was interviewing in one of the jobs back in my early years, first six years of my career, during my interview, I was asked by the boss and he said, hey, Bert, why do you think we're going to hire you? Okay. Or why do you think we should hire you? And my answer was, if I don't deliver, fire me. Okay. That was my answer. If I don't deliver, fire me. I got hired on the spot, okay, because I was backing up. I was showing them my confidence that there's no gray area. If I don't deliver, fire me. So same as what my coach told me. If a person gives you a reason to let him go, they fire themselves. You didn't fire them, okay? So with that said, how do I say it, right? How, how do I do it? So let's say uh, let's say someone is is really not working out. That's the keyword, not working out. How do I fire someone? Okay, I talk to them. If I can talk to them face to face, I will never fire someone through a text message or email. Don't ever do that. Okay, be professional. Have the cajones to do it. Okay, is that how they say it? I'll say it, have the balls to do it by calling them or talking to them face-to-face, -face. all right? So this is how I fire. I just tell them like it is. So for example, I'm, 
I'm about to fire someone named James. Some name James. I would call him, hey, James, we need to talk. So if it's face-to-face, good. If it's by, by phone, then fine. Hey, um, I've been thinking about how you're performing lately. I don't think it's working out. I got to let you go. Or we need to part ways. That's it. No drama. Okay? No drama whatsoever. Okay? If they have equipments that I own, um, I tell them, um, I expect you to turn in the equipments by Monday or tomorrow, and I will send you your last check. That's it. And most of the time, I guarantee you this, most of the time, they know it. Most of the time, they expect it. They see it coming. Because they've either they've been slacking off, they've been goofing off, they've been late on notes, or they did something wrong where the patient complained, they've been getting a lot of complaints. They fired themselves. I didn't fire them. You see what I'm saying? All right? That's just it. Simple as that. Okay? That's how I fire people. I used to have a hard time, and I used to worry that someone might cry and create drama and all that, but not anymore. Okay? I do it just like that. Now, in this business, with the home health contracting, if you don't have the balls to fire someone like that, guess what? What you can do, your alternative is stop, stop giving them patience. Okay? Stop giving them business. They will get the message. Okay? And when they call you, for example, hey, Bert, uh, how come I'm not getting any more patients? How come I'm not getting any more referrals? Well, that's why you can tell them. Well, unfortunately, it's not working out. Okay? So uh, we have to part ways. I got to let you go. Okay? So that's how I do it. Now, some other business owners might have different ways of doing it. Obviously, you're more than welcome to pick whatever you want. But to me, the lesser drama, the more direct to the point you are, the better. All right? So that's it, guys. Hiring and firing. That's how I do it. If you have any questions, feel free to um, put it in the comment section. Any questions, please do. Do you have any questions? All right. So uh, one of the most common questions is this. Hey, Bert, um, if you fire someone and they file for unemployment, how is that going to play out? Okay. They can apply for unemployment if usually if they're um, an employee. If they're an employee and you're paying um, unemployment tax, then they can probably fire for unemployment. I mean, file for unemployment. But if they're contractors, usually there's no unemployment tax involved and they're contractors. Contractors cannot file for unemployment benefits because there's no such thing. They get a 1099. All right. So, so yeah, it just depends on how you set up your workers, either 1099 or W-2. Okay. So let me give you a tip. I always get asked this. Hey, Bert, when do you use... Or how do you set up someone on a W-2 and how do you set up someone on a 1099? Okay. The first question you got to ask, is my state 1099 friendly? Is my state 1099 friendly? Meaning, is your state okay with independent contractors? Okay. California is not. Okay. They just pass uh, AB5. However, there's a, uh, there's a, a workaround that. 
with AB5. I believe it's when they form their own company and you contract company to company. Okay. I believe that's how it is. But again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm a physical therapist and you should consult a lawyer if you're not sure. Bottom line though, no matter what their setup is, whether they're 1099 or W2, if you're making a profit as a company, then that's good. Now, let me go back there. To set up someone as 1099, they have to use IRS form W9. So Jennifer, you might want to put this in the screen. IRS form W-9 equals 1099. Okay. IRS form W-9 equals 1099. There you go. Now the other one on this on this formula, it's not really a formula, it's just a reminder. Just remember number nine. Okay. W9-1099. Just remember that. Okay. Now the, the flip side to this is when you have someone um, where you take taxes out and they get W2 at the end of the year, my formula is, or my reminder is, IRS form W-4 equals W-2, okay? In other words, they have to fill up IRS form W-4 in order for them to get W-2 at the end of the year. Just remember the even numbers, 4 and 2, okay? The other one is 9, 9. This is even numbers, 4 and 2, okay? Now, what my CPA told me is this. If you're in a state where they require you to have any of your staff under W-2, then you got to do W-2 across the board, okay? Don't mix W-2 and 1099. Because if you mix those and they're doing the same work, then you might be questioned how come you have some as part-time employees and you treat them as employees and you have some as contractors, whereas they're doing the same thing, okay? So you got to decide, talk to your CPA. And I advise my mentees to talk to their accounting person or CPA. What do I do? W-2 or 1099, okay? I've been audited, okay? I've been audited, guys, by, by the uh, Workforce Commission, okay? Because someone in my group, someone in my group filed for unemployment. And they're contractors. They're not employees. So the Workforce Commission audited me and asked me to prove that these are contractors. Hey, Bert. Uh, I mean, Mr. Devera, uh, we're auditing you because you have someone is fighting for unemployment and they're saying they did this work for you, blah, blah, blah. But you're not paying unemployment tax. So we want to know, is this person an employee or is this person a contractor? So I provided all the documents. I told them everything that this person does. They do their own schedule. I don't schedule the patient. They own their own equipments. Okay. They decide when to work and not to work. They don't have certain hours. Okay. It's not a guaranteed hours. It's like me calling a plumber to work on my plumbing problem in my house when I have a plumbing problem. Okay. So it's the same thing. I'm the general contractor, like the contractor for the house. And I called the plumber, I called the electrician, I called the roofer, I called the foundation guy, and they do all the work. But at the end of the day, these are subcontractors. I'm the main contractor. Does that make sense? So I was able to prove that, and I, didn't, I did not get any uh, penalty. Okay? I passed. 
and they rejected that person's uh, claim for unemployment because obviously they are not employed by my company, but they are contractors to my company. All right. So that's that. And hopefully you learned from me tonight. Hopefully you learned a lot, guys, um, how I fire and how I hire people. And hopefully you learned from the case studies that you you saw um, through those calendars and how much money we made through this business model. If you want to learn how to do this business model and how you can start this on the side, guys, you can start a home health contracting business on the side. You don't have to quit your job. You don't have to go all in and dive in totally. You don't have to put in a lot of money, okay? it's You don't have to put thousands of dollars to rent a space. You don't need a space. You don't even have to bill Medicare. You don't market to doctors, okay? If you want to learn more, just jump into or go to rehabpreneur.com forward slash Mike Chua, okay? If you want to talk to me, and schedule a call with me. Um, Jennifer, you might want to put this in the screen. You can schedule a free call. Go to, um, you can text me or you can go to my website, my scheduling website, speaktobert.com. S-P-E-A-K-T-O-B-E-R-T.com. Speaktobert.com. Okay. You can go there and um, there you go. Speaktobert.com is where you can schedule a free one-on-one -on -one call with me. Why is it free? It's because I want to give you the chance to talk to me and ask me any questions, okay? It's not a sales pitch. I'm not going to sell you anything, okay? It's a time for you to talk to me. If you ask me how I mentor, then I will tell you, okay? And the best thing that will happen is you end up as my client and we work together, but it has to be a good fit. If, you, if it's not a good fit, I'm not going to sell you stuff unless you tell me that this is what you want to do. This is why you don't even see the price of my course in my website. This is not something where I, I just display out there and tell you, hey, you got to buy this, buy, 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 buy. Nah, I don't do that. Okay? You have to know whether you like this or not first and if you want me to help you. And I have to know from my end if this is for you. If it's not for you, then we can't work together. All right. So, again, I hope you learned a lot tonight, guys. This is another episode of our Monday night's Home Health Contract Show every 8.30 Central, every Monday here inside Alternative Healthcare Career Group. I want to thank uh, Jennifer for helping me tonight. I want to thank Emma and Mike Chua for making this show happen. If you guys are going to watch this on the replay, feel free to reach out to me. Reach out to Mike if you need the link for, um, for those videos. All right. Until the next Monday, 830 Central. Thank you for joining me here at the Home Health Contract Show. This is your host, Bert Devera, physical therapist. Good night. Mm -hmm.